Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. I'd like to welcome you to Barnabas Speaks. As you know, Barnabas Speaks is a podcast about encouragement, about empowerment, and about faith. Every week we go through a different subject, different topic, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's topic. But before we get started, I'd like to give my public service announcement. We are getting closer and closer to voting day to election day. And as you know, election and voting is important to me. And I believe that we would be remiss as Christians, be remiss as citizens of the United States if we did not take the time to vote. So it's past the due date for registration. So I hope that you're registered to vote. But I would like to encourage you, implore you to educate yourself and prepare yourself to vote. In most states, early voting is still taking place. So consider early voting so that way you don't have to concern yourself with the long lines on Election Day. But I encourage you to vote. I encourage you to let your voice be heard. It is time to vote. It is time to voice our opinions, voice our beliefs, and voice. Voice how we feel about the topics and the things that are going on in our world. All right, let's get started on this week's episode. As you know, this week's that each week we've been this past month that we've been dealing with the topic of the becoming. The becoming is a is the title comes from my book, The Becoming, which is uh, a book that I wrote uh, in 20, well, I published it in December of 2017. The title of the book is The Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective on the Relationship with Christ. This book can be found on Amazon. Just go to www.amazon.com and search for Cloyd Brown. And if you are looking for a signed copy, you would just email me or inbox me on on any of my social media platforms and I will give you the, those details at the end of this podcast. So, this past few weeks, we've been dealing with the becoming. And uh, I wrote this book originally to help Christians to uh, to understand their relationship with Christ, to understand uh, what it means to be in a relationship with Christ, to actually move from the idea of this religious thought or this just this philosophy and move towards it being a relationship. That is what it is. It is a relationship. So this week we are going, we have been going through the chapters and uh, this week is we're talking about the proposal, the proposal. And I'm sure that everyone that knows that I conduct these topics and these podcasts, you're wondering how am I going to, to bridge proposal to something that's going on in your life? Well, in the most American way, if you think about it, if, for those of my American listeners, and to, to, if I have any listeners, if I'm blessed to have any listeners that are outside of the country, I just want to say that this is, what I'm about to explain is the traditional or norm for American uh, marriage proposals. What generally happens is that there's a proposal given, uh, generally a man gets down on his knee and proposes to his significant other, his, his, his girlfriend, and proposes to her, and she says yes or no. And uh, then at that point, that's when they become engaged. But I want to, we're going to talk about the engagement, but I want to really focus on the proposal. Now, the proposal, it's, it's one of those things that uh, is a huge, not a humiliating, but a humbling process. It is very humbling 
to to propose to someone is very humbling to be proposed to. Uh, what you're doing is now saying to a person that you want to share your life with them and that you're asking them, would they consider sharing that sharing, sharing themselves with you to share life? And it is one of the, the great things because often it's a great thing, but it's a, it's an amazing thing. Um, as you know, that the scripture, uh, that the scripture for this is coming from Ephesians where Paul is really quoting Genesis. And it says that for this cause, a man shall leave his family and cleave to his wife. And they should be like one flesh. And what continued on with this, this book, it's, uh, he goes, there's uh, that I am talking about Christ and the church. Uh, and, and so basically Paul uses it as a parallel marriage as a parallel between Christ and the church. Now, something that we have to remember, excuse me, something that we have to remember is that the, that we are the bride of Christ and, uh, we have a, uh, a responsibility to perform out and act out as the bride. And Jesus is proposing to us, and I'm going to get to you, tell you how he's proposing to us. But I want to talk about the, the natural proposal. Um, just to consider, if you would, just imagine that you're dating someone, and whether you're male or female, you just put yourself in there. And I'm only using norm. This is the norm for this country and this, this society and this culture. And so they're dating, and one day you're out on a date uh it's candlelight. Yeah, nice fancy restaurant. It's candlelit. Uh, soft music playing. You're enjoying your meal. The dessert comes out, and on a cupcake you see a ring. And the 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 the, the boyfriend, the man, gets down on one knee and he begins to profess his love to to the to the woman, the girlfriend. And he's now saying, "Hey." I want you to consider joining me in the becoming and becoming one flesh, but also joining me in being my life partner. I want to live life with you. I want to continue this life with you. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to be, I want you to be by my side as I approach this life from this point forward. This is what the person is asking me. I, I, I want to share life with you that's my teacup i i want to share life with you i want to go i don't want to go any further without without you this is the proposal this is what's being asked and i wrote this chapter of the book seeking to to show you what it's like what what what, what happens and so Generally, when a person is proposing it, they have an idea that this person is interested in them, and they have an idea that this person is is at least considering what it's like to be married to you. This is what it is, and so, uh, and then there's on, on the woman's side, there's a hope that this 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 man is hoping or preparing or thinking about extending their life and sharing their life with them, and this is the proposal and. I told you that I would tell you what the proposal is in the Bible. The, the proposal, God proposing, is Christ on the cross. 
he goes through all these things. He goes through all this in life and he, he struggles and, and he suffers and he gets on this cross and he's proposing. He, the cross is, bended, is, is his bended knee. The Bible says that, that he humbled himself to death. Even to death on the cross. To die on the cross is one of the humiliating things because the death on the cross was reserved for criminals. The death on the cross reserved for murderers and killers and thieves. As it, as you can see is that when Jesus is on the cross, it says they put him between two thieves. They put him between two criminals. Even to the point to where when the, one of the uh, men on the cross that was beside Jesus, he says, if you really be Jesus, save yourself and save us too. But then the other thief says, have you no, 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 no sense of pride? Are you, are you, are you, are you foolish? We deserve to be here, but he doesn't. So even the people beside Jesus, although they were criminals, they realized that this was the most embarrassing thing and that he had not done anything that was on this level that, that, that should be this humiliating, that should be this embarrassing, that he should die on the cross. It was humbling. Jesus now, his flesh must be humbled and is humbled on the cross and he's now on bended knee saying, will you marry me? Will you, will you marry me? Will you walk with me? Will you, will you Will you share life with me? Would you consider walking with me and, and becoming one with me? This is what Jesus is saying, and it's humbling. But then it should be humbling to us as we think about this, this, this request from Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus, the, the, the man that walked this earth with no, no, no sin. Jesus, the man that, that walked on water. Jesus, the one that healed the sick. And Jesus... Jesus, this this is this Jesus. He is asking us, 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 a sinful man. Jesus, he is asking us, the one that content, the, the, the people that continue to stumble in their own sin. Jesus is asking us that that we would take His name, that that we would would become one with Him, that we should become one flesh with Him, that we would take on His mind. It's humbling to think about because we do not deserve it. But here is this man humbling himself to death on the cross for our sake and asking us to join him. Join him and become heirs to, 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 to the kingdom of God, to, that we would be co-heirs with him. This is what he is asking us. This is the this is the that point of your relationship that I told you that 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 I, I that this book was about relationship with Christ and what is Christ is really asking is that he's saying would you consider walking through life with me in relationship with me would you consider that 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 that, that we you wouldn't have to be alone anymore that you don't have to face life by yourself but if you would just consider my proposal you consider my offer would you. Would you consider it? Would you would you consider taking my name? Would you would you consider becoming one with me? Would you would you would you beloved consider? Could, would you consider this? Could you consider what it would would it be 
to have my name, that you would put my name on. So wherever you go, people know that you are one with me, that whenever you tell someone that you are a Christian, it means that you are of Christ, that you walk with me and that you talk with me and we pray together and we, we struggle together and we go up together and we're successful together. Would you consider that? Because I want to give you my name. I, I want to be one with you. I want to walk this life and face this life with you. This is what Jesus is saying on the cross. Now, if this was a sermon, I would get hyped. And I, I, you may hear hoop, even though I'm not really a hooper. But this is not a sermon. This is a podcast. And I want to implore you to consider what Christ is asking you from the cross. He's asking you that you would share your life with him. The greatest failure on our part as man, as the bride of Christ, is that we don't truly share our life. We don't truly share our lives with Christ. We share bits and pieces. We, 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 We don't realize that we now have someone that would walk with us for the rest of our lives. That would talk with us for the rest of our lives. That would be with us for the rest of our lives. That we can pour ourselves out when we can't figure out how to get through this life. We have this person that said that this spirit, this this, this person that died on the cross for us. This man that, that came to earth and suffered for us so that way we could live in unison. That we could be accepted into the beloved with him. That we could be accepted into the bosom of Abraham. That we could be accepted into the kingdom of God. He did this thing for us. And we weren't worthy of it, but, but he came back. And But the, 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 what we do is that we hold certain parts from him. So we're not really truly becoming one flesh with him. Because we, we, we hide certain parts. We hide our, our, our struggle with, with, with premarital sex. We, we hide our, our addiction to, to pornography. And we hide our our bad spending habits and we hide our bad relationship um, our relationships and we hide uh, all the things in our addictions and we hide all these things from uh, from him and he's telling us that I want to be one with you even the bad parts that is what you're saying when you propose in the natural is that hey I love you so much that I'm willing to take on your bad parts your bad habits yes I'm willing to accept that you snore I'm willing to say that you that you your feet don't look as good as they should I'm, I'm willing to accept that you may be a little messy I'm willing to accept all these things I'm willing to accept it because that's how much I love you this is the proposal the thing is that we think that 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 there's something that we have to perfect someone before we can propose to them. we have to perfect somebody before they we can accept their proposal but it was really saying is that I accept your flaws I don't I don't expect you to always be in their flaws but I want you to share your flaws with me so that way we can grow together I want to share my flaws with you so that way we can grow together this is marriage this this is what marriage is and marriage is not about finding this perfect person the thing is that you're finding a person that is imperfect but their imperfections still draw you to them that that I'm willing to accept their imperfections but I'm also willing to grow 
with them. I'm, I'm willing to walk this life with them. And I want them to feel free to share everything that they go through, everything that they think about, all those things that flood their mind and the, the deepest recesses of their mind, the things that keep them up at night, the things that struggle that they struggle with, the things that, that, that may not be overt that, or external that, that everyone else sees that they struggle with, but the things that they struggle with in their, their own uh, psyche, the things that they struggle with. If you have low self-esteem, I want to help build that self-esteem, but I need you to share with, with me what makes you tick, what, what makes your head go to the left when you start thinking, what makes your head go to the right when, you, when you're when you in trouble, what, what causes you to bite your lip when, when you get nervous. I want to know all those different things so that I can help grow with you. This is what Jesus is asking. He, this is what he is saying. He is reaching down. He's, he's reaching down and he's proposing to us from the cross. He is on bended knee on the cross saying, will you marry me? Will you accept me as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Will you accept me? I'm willing to accept you just as you are. I know that sometimes you have an attitude. I know that sometimes you cuss too much. I know that sometimes that you drink too much. I know that that your, that your mind is sometimes times time wayward. I know that you can, you're consumed by all the things that happened to you in your past. I know all those things, but yet and still, I'm still proposing to you. This is what Jesus is saying from the cross, and he's reaching down. This is why I say that everybody's relationship with Christ is their relationship, because it is Jesus Christ that is reaching down and saying, I know everything about you, yet I still love you, and I'm still here with my proposal. I'm still on this cross proposing to you. I'm still humbling myself to death, proposing to you. This is what he is saying. He is saying this. He, he, he wants you to consider his proposal. And I ask you, have you considered the proposal? Have you considered what it means to be one with Christ? One of the, when I was being licensed as a minister, I'll never forget it. And it, when we are, when you're being licensed, you're going through this, we're going through a program and there's a call and response. And there's one thing where our bishop asked, have you carefully and prayerfully considered what you're basically saying? Have you carefully considered what you're getting yourself into? Have you prayerfully considered that the, the weight that comes with this assignment? And I'm asking you, my listeners, the people that I have blessed to have listen every week, have you prayerfully and carefully considered what it means to be married to Christ? We urge you to get down to the altar and we urge and we push you and we tell you, just get down here and, and accept him. But we don't give you the tools. We don't tell you everything that, that, that there is. And I, I have to tell you that some days is rough with Christ, but it's, they're better. The rough days are better than the good days without him. I'm telling you that there's going to be some people that persecute you that don't like you because you have Christ's name. But here he is still yet. I'm telling you there's going to be some baggage. Whether, whether it, it's not, I'm not going to say it's negative or bad, but it's some, there's a burden that comes with walking with Christ. There's a burden that comes with saying that you are a Christian. Just like there's going to be a burden for my wife when, when she introduces herself as, as Brown because that, that she, she has inherited my family and I've inherited her family and none of our families are perfect and we're not perfect and there's some things that we struggle with and there's some things that we suffer through. But I, we are, we were willing to say that I'm willing to put that on. I'm willing to put that on. And here is Jesus saying that I want to put my name on you. 
I want to put my name on you because there's some things that I have in store for you that I want to walk with you and talk with you and I believe in you. And I've been praying for you. I know that Christ has been praying because when Peter, when he talks to Peter, he says, Simon, Simon, the devil has seeked to sift you. And I pray, I've been praying for you that when you recover, when you get better, when everything's all said and done, strengthen your brother. I'm praying for you because the devil has seeked to sift you like wheat. Jesus is praying for us because the devil seeks to sift us like wheat. I know that I'm supposed to come here with empowerment and encouragement, but this is this is important. This is probably maybe one of the more important parts of this book, the proposal, because you need to know what Christ is offering you. And he's not he's offering you freedom. But sometimes we don't really explain what the freedom is for. Yes, you have been saved from 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 sin hell and the grave but but yes you you have been saved from eternal damnation yes you are free from that now you are you are free from the power of sin yes you are free from the power of sin but what i'm telling you now there's more to deal with it he has freed your mind that you can now have his mind let this mind be in us that's also in christ jesus he has freed you because you don't have to be locked up by the 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 the, the the struggles of your past. You don't have to be locked up from by the, the generational struggles of your family. You don't have to be held down by what people have said about you because Christ is now in you. He is in you and he has freed you from all the things that people said that you had to be and the things that people said that you would be. I'm telling you that you don't have to be what anyone else said you be, said you had to be because this now you are no longer what they said you were, and you are now of Christ. Jacob, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but you shall be called Israel. Jesus, God is now giving Jacob a new name. He's saying that you are no longer called Jacob. I am going to call you Israel. You are no longer what people said you were. You are what I say you are. And I put my name on you. I put my hand on you. I've given you me. That's what Jesus is saying, that whatever anyone said about you, I know what they said about you. They said that you were just like your no good daddy, but you are not that. You are just like your good, good father in heaven. I know people said that, that you were, you were a liar, just like your mother, but you are not like your mother. You're not a liar. You have now put on the name of Christ, and the name of Christ has redeemed you and freed you from the weight of the the. the, the, the the words of everything that people said, God, the, 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 the name of Christ has freed you from all the things that, that has occurred to you, that these, all the things that have weighed you down. I know that you have had some things that you struggled with in your past. Yes, you have struggled with being uh, molested and, and being raped and, and you've been, uh, and you've suffered from the, and you've been weighed down from from verbal abuse and mental abuse and emotional abuse. But what I'm telling you is now that you put on the name of 
Christ and you have taken his name and you are no longer what they told you you would be. You are greater than, uh, than being stuck on a pole. You are greater than being laid on your back. You are greater than all those things. You are not what they told you you would be. You're not a womanizer like your father. You're not any of these things. Who you are is of Christ. And I'm telling you, beloved, is that you do not have to con- con- concede yourself to that because he, God, Christ is proposing to you and what he has offering to you is to relieve you of the pressure to be what they told you to be. He's relieving you of the pressure of being what they told you you had to be, of being what they told you you would be. You want to know where the empowerment side comes on. I am telling you, you do not have to be what they told you you were going to be. The proposal is Christ offering his name and now you are now free to be free indeed in Christ. You are not that. I know people said that the business would never take off, but you don't have to be that what they told you. Your business doesn't have to be a failure because God has freed you from the words and the, 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 the turmoil the, the turmoil and the shackles that they have put on you. I know they said that you would never be a good public speaker, that you'll never be a preach, preacher and that you'll never this, this ministry would never cater kick off and never get off the ground. But I'm telling you, you don't have to be that. I know that people have, have pinpointed you. I want to talk about this real quick. I know because it's, it's interesting because we're talking about marriage and I have to pause for this cause. I know that people told you that you're nothing without a man or that you're nothing without a wife, that you have to have this. But what I'm freeing you from is what people have put on you that you begin to, 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 to take in as your own philosophy, your own, Theology that you, in order to be fulfilled, you have to be this. And I'm telling you, you don't. I'm freeing women now. I'm not freeing. Please, please forgive me. Christ is freeing women now. And saying that you're more than just someone's future wife and someone's future mother. But I've put, Christ is saying, I've put my name on you. And there's greatness in in you, apart from being somebody's mother and apart from being somebody's wife, you are greater than that. You're not just meant to, to, to wait in the wings. I have I have put my name on you and where my name is, there is greatness. Where my name is, there is liberty. And you are at liberty to be exactly who I called you to be. You're not, you are no longer shackled to what they told you will be. I know they told you in order to be great, in order to be fulfilled, that you had to be a mother. You had to carry a child nine months, and that's what makes you a woman. But what Christ is saying, that is not the end all, be all of who I called you to be. Because I've called some people to be single, and I've called some people to be married. I've called some people to be barren, and I've called some people to, to be uh, reproductive. I've called all those things. I've, I've called some of those people for all these things. But it, if but none of those none of those things are the the caveat of not the caveat but are the the, the the linchpin of their greatness. My name is the linchpin of their greatness. This is Jesus. My name, my word about you. It is God. This is that I will make your name great. I know what they've told you. I know, I know, I know. And I'm not telling, this is not about prosperity. This is not a prosperity gospel. I'm not here to preach a prosperity gospel. I'm here to preach Jesus and Jesus crucified. And on the cross, he is crucified, proposing to us. And he's proposing. The proposal is on the table. And what he's proposing is that you don't have to be what they said you will be, would be rather. You don't have to be any of those things. 
You don't have to be what they told you you would be. I know they told you when you said you're about to start the business, they said that it would fail. But you don't have to be a failure. I know they told you that you would never get on radio, that you would never get be a model, you would never be any of these things, but I'm telling you, you don't have to be those things. I know they told you when you, when you accepted Christ that you would, you would stumble and you would, you, would, you would come right back to the streets, but I'm telling you, you don't have to be that. I know when you got released from prison, they told you that you would be back in six months, but you don't have to be that. There is a, a hand reaching out to you, a hand reaching out to your hand, trying to put their ring on you. Christ is trying to propose to you. He is proposing from the cross. His arms stretched and, 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 and his arms stretched on the cross with nails in his hands, humbled by the fact that he is dying on the cross. But even with his even in death on the cross, he is reaching for you. What will be your answer, beloved? I'm excited about this because this is, I'm telling you, this this is the linchpin of my book because the before and after, the, the before is, the, is the, the, the courtship and the after is, is, is the marriage and the engagement and the marriage. But before that, you have this proposal. This proposal and what will be your answer? What will be your answer? What will you say to his proposal? Will you say, I yes. I will marry you. I will put on your name. I will take your your, your your yoke. I will. I want to marry you, Jesus. I want to accept your proposal. I want to accept your proposal for a life of liberty. I, I want to accept your proposal for a life of freedom. I'm tired of being shackled. I'm tired of being shackled to the, the weight of my past. I'm tired of being shackled to the words and the 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 spoken words over my life. I want to be free in you, Jesus. The proposal is on the table. It's up to you to sign. The proposal is on the table, beloved. It's on the table. It's there for you. But you have to decide yes or no. You have to decide I will or I won't. Jesus is proposing to you. And what he's proposing is that you allow yourself to be free from the, the, the power of sin, to be free from the, the, the power of negative, the negative words that have been put upon you, the power of the negative connotation of that your name has given you, the power of, of, of this, this idea that you always fail, that you'll never be right, that you're just like your daddy or you're just like your mother. And it's never said in a positive connotation. Jesus is saying, I want, I'm proposing something different for you. I'm proposing that, that you would walk with me. And that you would talk with me. And that you would begin to tell me about your problems. That you begin to tell me about your issues. So that I may help you and walk with you through your issues. That you don't have to be what everyone told you you would be. That you don't have to be what everyone said that you are. But you can be my bride. You can be of Christ. You can be of Christ, beloved. Christ wants to give you his name.
and you don't have to feel like you're you're stuck in this place where only thing you can be is what they told you you can be because it's not true. The proposal, Jesus on the Christ is just as a man on bended knee saying, I know your flaws. And I know someone told you that you would never be married, that you wouldn't make a good wife, that you wouldn't make a good mother. But I am, I'm on bended knee, I'm humbling myself because I'm asking you that you would join in my life and, and take on my name. Maybe you're not changing your physical last name, but you're taking on my name and I'm taking on your name and we're becoming one flesh. And we're sharing our lives with each other. We're sharing our dreams and goals with each other. We're sharing our vision with each other. And I'm willing to accept it. Are you willing to accept it, beloved? When is the last time you really thought about Christ on the cross? Crucified, bleeding. Stretched wide. Head hung. In pain and and agony. And anguish. Wishing for water but getting vinegar. Being whipped. Having the constant pain, the numbing pain of the nails in his hands. When's the last time you thought about it? When's the last time you thought about how humiliating that had to be? He's the son of God. They put a crown of thorns on his head. He's bleeding. The blood is dripping. He's gasping for breath. He's he's stretched beyond comfort. The sun's out. A dog has peed on him. They've mocked him. His mom is there and she's crying. Watching her baby boy suffer. But he didn't get down. Because it had to be a full humbling. He's on there. Bended knee. Asking each and every last one of us. Will we marry him? What will be your answer? When has the last time you thought about the humbling experience of the cross? And what it truly means for him to be on that cross for us. This is not a call for you to, 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 to feel good. This, is, this podcast is not a feel-good moment. It's not as encouraging and empowering as, I, as, as I, I, it normally is. But I'm encouraging you to consider what Christ is asking you. Consider what Christ is asking you. And you've said yes. But have you shared your life with him? And have you allowed him to share his life with you? He's proposing. He needs a yes or a no. What will be your answer? What will be your answer? God bless you. God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.
Hello, family. You have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Chloe Brown, and I want to thank you for coming out another week to just take the time to listen to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or maybe you have prayer requests, or maybe you have concerns or questions about your relationship with Christ, finally, maybe you want to accept Christ into your life. Well, I want to give you my forms of communication. My email is cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Once again, the email is cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot brown at rocrdu.com. My Facebook is Chloe Stefan Brown. My Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. And my Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. I look forward to hearing from you. Also, remember, it is election season. So make sure that you are doing your part to take part of the, the, the voting and election season in the, the process of electing our officials. Remember to do your homework, study, but also make sure that you look up and see what is necessary for your state and your local elections to vote. Whether it's ID, what forms of ID you need, make sure that you are prepared to vote. Take advantage of early voting, but also be prepared to stand in lines on election day. Additionally, if you would like to get a copy of the Becoming Helping the Christian Disciple gain a practical perspective of their relationship with Christ, there are two ways you can do it. You can go to www.amazon.com and order from there. Just look up the Becoming by the author Cloyd S. Brown. Or you can email me, inbox me, DM me, whatever you want to call it, and we can arrange a way to you get for you to get a signed autographed copy of the Becoming. Thank you for your support. Please share this podcast with your friends. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. Until next time.